Welcome to the Open Channel Podcast, where we invite conscious conversation into the embodiment of unity and higher states of conscious awareness. I'm Shauna Green. And I'm Evelina Maline. Welcome to this co-created space for people who want to connect and remember their core essence. We are so grateful to have you with us. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. Oh. So Evelina, you're talking about this meme that you noticed. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so there was this, um, it was a meme, it was, a, it was an image of, a, um, it was like a statue of a big shark, you know, really, really huge. And the head of it was going into the roof of a house. So the shark was like sticking out of the house. And the quote was, um, you know, normally this would be alarming to me or, or I would take notice of this, but it's 2022. So I just keep walking, <laughs> which, you know, like we were saying, pretty much sums up <laughs> what's occurring right now or, and what's yeah, not occurring. And, yeah. you know, it's uh, it, it was very funny. And how we're existing, you know, yeah. through it all. It's so, so perfect. Yeah. Well, it's about stepping outside the box. Yeah. The box of complacency, the box of feeling like I can plan my life or I can plan the world to be the way it is. So COVID came along and the different wars come along. And, you know, there's some things that are the same, but then some things that are very different from what anyone has expected. Yeah. And underneath yeah. that, I think, is the fact that it's not just um, haphazard events, but there's a plan. There's a um, plan on both sides, if you can talk about sides. You know, there's the, the Kabbalah has its own plan, the deep state, and then the light alliance and the, the evolutionary spirit has a mm. you know, plan. And we are in between. So it's like sometimes we're noticing this side of it. Sometimes we're noticing the other side of it. We're caught in between. We're facing our own insecurities, our own ways that we tend to hold on or get fixated to certain ideas of how it should be. So it's a big inner process. Yes. Yeah. This week, too, in particular, I've noticed is... Mm -hmm. Very, very intense. I mean, so much, just like we were saying before, so much, um, you know, we had the, the Neptune, um, Jupiter. Jupiter convergence. And then yesterday was like a 444 portal because it was 413, which is four, and then 22, yeah. which is four. You know, all these things happening all at the same time. And wow, it's intense. I'm, I'm, I've been, you know, a lot of deep mm. stuff, cellular stuff, ancestral stuff, yeah. really like yeah. everything's being uncovered. Yeah. The dream state, like in, mm. incredible. It's like, wow. Well, say more about this portal, this uh, Jupiter-Neptune oh. conjunction. Yeah. What's well, it mean? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't that tuned into astrology, but I do tap, you know, read several things. But my gist of it is, you know, basically it's like more of an intense spiritual boost. And yeah. a lot of it, um, what I understand has to do with water, uh, which is interesting because we're having all this flooding I've noticed in, in different parts of the world. Raining uh, and, here. Yeah. Raining. <laughs> and, yeah. And I've been seeing footage of, of bad flooding in some countries. And yeah. then uh, I think when it happened, uh, uh, I think the last time it happened was like 160 something years ago. Yeah, 166. There was, there was flooding then too. Um, mm. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing what's happening. And, and, you know, you may be feeling like bliss, but it, 
it, it is, it's like a boost in helping your spirituality, helping your, your dreams, helping you um, just manifest what it is you want to create. And where? Jupiter, Neptune, conjuncting in which house? Which sign? Pi Pisces. Ah, okay. So they're, they're both like, you know, exalted and it's like, it, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's like really going deeply into the unconscious. Yeah. So there's, there's well, both sides of it. There's a clearing process. Um, and there's also an incarnational process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In theory, the the planets get those two planets get close every twelve years, but they only completely um, align every hundred and sixty six. Yeah, in Pisces, or in that in particular sign. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And Pisces is you know as we are exiting from the age of Pisces, these two planets are like opening the door. Yeah. Into the age of Aquarius now. Yeah. And and what yeah, I happen intense... to have my sun in Pisces and my moon in Aquarius. So it's like, yeah, I can I can <laughs> see how they've been pulled in both directions. So appropriate. Yeah. For these times. Yeah. And Pisces is a very intuitive sign. I so I feel like there, there's a, a little bit of boost in that. I don't know if you guys have been noticing that the mm, yeah. The definitely. sensitivity yeah. uh increasing. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and also more, um, I think, cellular activations of dormant um, abilities. And just, I think a lot is happening within the physical form. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of um, activations of gifts that starseeds had, had known was there, but we're actually getting to feel them now in more, um, visceral ways more like the body is sensing it and feeling more mm -hmm. um like telepathy i think is coming online for a lot of people right now mm -hmm. in a more concrete way right. there's more um the, like apparently the the telepathy center in the brain is coming online like even though we've sensed that we're saying the same things as other people now there's the possibility for connecting with off-planet um light family in in more tele telepathic ways and extra dimensional yeah yeah so aspects of ourself that have been disconnected and um, fragmented exactly. so yeah it's all good and it's a split so you know those of those who are ready for it and surrender are moving in that one you know moving in a unified direction and those who are resisting and in fear are moving in the opposite direction it's like things are just you know, the physical body is um, being challenged and the emotional body is being broken up. And, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, it's not easy to, for any of us, really. Yeah. And because we, we carry both sides, you know, we carry the light and the dark. And it's up to us now to unify them, bring them together so that we can hold space for the collective. And just allow the big energies to have a direct path to yeah. uh, help nourish whatever forms need it. So whether it's to other uh, sentient beings that happen to surround us or to our fellow starseeds or our fellow um, community members, we just um, are there to help redirect that light where it needs to go. Yeah. Right. So I have a question for you too. Um, so lately, there's been all this, you know, 
talk flooding the internet about the so-called guardians of the looking glass. Yeah. And so the just just for the people listening, I'll just say briefly, the idea is that there's different timelines and that using certain technologies, you can actually not just see into the future, but change the future by changing the past and you know, creating different um, pathways. And the apparently the, the dark side has been using these technologies to create a, a momentum towards their new world order and agenda 2030. And so, because apparently 2030, there's going to be this huge event, a cosmic event as it's called, which would be like either a galactic superwave or some kind of a supramental force entering. Uh, Peter Donov talks about this cosmic electricity, but this intensity of light will be such that, you know, if, he, if you're riding the wave and are able to catch the momentum of this force, we can actually ascend into something never before seen. And that's the evolutionary plan. If not, then you'd be just, you know, broken and inundated by this wave. And uh, that could be hugely devastating on a physical level, or it could give the deep state their new world order because people are in so much fear and disharmony and despair. So the idea is that, um, you know, this timeline is set and these guardians um, of the looking glass, supposedly, have come up with a strategy to change the negative timeline and move it in a positive direction by focusing on certain um, inevitabilities. So April 18th, for instance, is the first um, moment of choice where there's supposed to be some kind of a false flag happening in New York. If it takes place, then the timeline is set. Nothing can change it. And we're heading towards this um, breakdown. Um, if we can manage to change it, there's still 70 events ahead. And then we have to go and change each one of those by bringing consciousness mm. into it. So, you know, it sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of awareness that's needed. Um, and I'm curious about how you how you see that, you know, the the pros and the cons, both sides of the issue, if it's real, what it means. Um, so do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I've, I've actually heard, I've, I've heard about the looking glass before many years yeah. ago when I first woke up, I think, you know, it was probably at least 10 years ago, uh, you know, coming across information about the looking glass and people using that. And, and a lot of the times, every time I would look at it, you know, because they're showing you the negative side and it, and it like that puts the fear in you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you see the positive side. So eventually I just stopped looking at it because I felt like it wasn't, um, it wasn't necessarily beneficial for me because it's more of on the collective, like that's a collective uh, possible outcome. So all I can do is my part either way, regardless mm -hmm. of which outcome it is. So as long as I focus on me, um, you know, that's my contribution. 
so to speak. Um, but as far as like the 18th, I feel like we've already like, that's all like, I don't feel like that is going to happen. I feel like we've already transmuted that. Yeah. Um, and that it's, um, when I, when I read that it was, it was, you know, the first thing was like, I didn't, it it didn't resonate that the 18th was, was going to happen. Um, so I feel pretty, um, relaxed about that, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, but I do agree like the, the, the way that's coming, I mean, it's going to cause if if you're, if you're, if you're there and you're heading in the right direction and you're using your intention to, um, you know, embody and to work through your shadow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and if you're not, then you, it's going to, you're going to short circuit (laughs) basically it's, you know, and you, and you'll spin out and and the drama will happen. So the chaos I think is going to be very individual. Like, the chaotic part of it is going to be individual. I mean, we'll see things happening, like the example, like the flooding we were talking about, like things like that. But I don't think it'll, there'll be one big, massive chaotic thing, like on the, ne- if the negative, on the negative spin side, it's going to be very, um, it's just going to flow individually almost in a way because everyone's sort of creating their own reality. So exactly. it's like, it's, it's all going to be simultaneous, simultaneously happening, which is going to be very uh, interesting in how you want to perceive it. Yes. I think is going to be a big aspect of that. What lens you're looking at, uh, looking through to perceive what's happening. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Every word. Yep. I think it's very, um, individual i i do agree that we each are contributing our own energetic light and that um whatever is moving into your field is there to be met through your individual lens and so for each of us it's going to look different and the way we perceive whatever's coming up in the collective is affecting what our uh state of being is and so as I mean, I just don't watch the news anymore because it's just, I know that whatever comes into my immediate field is there for a reason. And perhaps that's what's happening with the way you receive this story, Kiara, Um, that it's coming into your field for a particular way, maybe for us to, to talk about this individual way of, of meeting the energies of that um, here. But I just perceive it as a very individual way of meeting whatever energy comes up just like it did with COVID and all these other things that have come up it's it's up to our individual lens to discern what about that needs to be met in our field and so energetically it's all about meeting that immediacy in the moment and then continuing on to the next thing because that's how we hold our light yeah and and also bringing in joy to that you know it's it can be during these times of uh of where people are suffering or in there's chaos, you know, there may be confusion about, well, you know, or about feeling joy for yourself, but really you're, you're, you're bringing in that frequency, um, into the field because we all feel, you know, every, everything that someone is going through, we all feel it in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. because essentially we're all one. Right. So if you're, if you, if you're bringing in joy, to whatever you're experiencing or and using that lens, you're just adding that into the field. And it's the same field that we all draw from. So it's, exactly. it, it, it's, 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 it's huge in how, you know, to allow yourself to, 
you know, be in joy when people around you may be suffering or being worried or, you know, whether you're involved directly or indirectly um, to allow that frequency to come in, because that's that's how we're going to create it. Well, and yeah. as we continue to <clears throat> set intentions for whatever comes into the field, you know, we can either meet whatever's coming up, whether it's a story about things that seem of polarity or not, whatever comes into that, can we hold it with love and compassion and go, well, okay, that's what's coming up in the field. And how am I going to be affected by that? It's, it's sort of a barometer for our own energetic holding too. You know, are we, we can sort of sense into, does anything trigger any fear in us? And it's a way to check that, you know, just to be aware of what's, what's moving, what's affecting my field. <clears throat> and can we receive it with open arms and say, oh, okay, this is in the field. And just like everything else, can we, can we be with it? Can we be with that and not have any displacement of our alignment? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, well, it's interesting to interact with this information mm-hmm. because, you know, it's, it's not just information. It's, yeah, it's what's um, allowing and maybe forcing each one of us to, um, respond to this field in the way that either empowers us or not. Mm-hmm. And what comes up for me is that our perception of time has become very limited. We think in terms of linear time. And that's why when we, you know, when someone talks about timelines and changing the future, changing the past, it sounds so um, novel. Yeah. And it really isn't. We're doing this all the time, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, just with our intentions, with our collective thoughts, with our way of being, with our choices. Um, this particular artifact, the looking glass, has been around for some time, at least since the 50s, from what I understand. Um, and it's actually a Sumerian technology. So it was brought by the Anunnaki as part mm-hmm. of their genetic experimentation of, on humans. Um, the thing about this for me is that it's, it's a very third dimensional, or you know, it's not third dimensional, but it's a maybe lower astral technology. Yeah. Um, so it takes, it's about controlling an outcome based on mm-hmm an elite deciding rather than a co-creating. And what I'm realizing is that there's other technologies uh, like the Pleiadian technologies associated with Uluru, the magic box, Mm -hmm. which are about opening up doorways between dimensions. And that has been also activated since December, 2021. And what that means now is that Nothing can stop this evolution. Nothing can stop the ascension. And the idea that something can stop it, or the idea that you're not already, you know, in this positive timeline, is what keeps us trapped through fear into the possibility of failure. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very multifaceted. Yeah. And so I think it's 
more than just listening to information out there and doing what's needed and you know as the guardians think it should be yeah it's more like we are engaging with the whole idea of time with the whole idea of choice with the whole uh, perception of uh, human evolution and our relationship with the divine as divine and that creative force is now moving through us more and more rapidly every day. And then this cosmic event they talk about, and I think this is this is real. And if nothing else has much credence for me, this event, whether it's going to be 2030 or 2028 or 2033 or what, you know, that that isn't set for me. But the idea that there's this cosmic event happening. Um, you know, even today, there's a major solar flare, and that's affecting consciousness in a certain way. Every month, there's lunar events that affect consciousness in a certain way. Here now, we're talking about a galactic wave connected with a solar event that affects consciousness in a certain way. These are cycles. Mm -hmm. But how it affects consciousness, the last time this happened was uh, a failure, or at least, you know, that... Uh, was our entry into third dimensional reality. And that's when Atlantis sank, when other things happened, and we basically fell into a state of duality. Now we have the potential, the same wave is coming in. What the deep state wants to do is to continue that spiral downwards, to create more chaos, to create more control, so the elite can basically rule the world. That's not, that's not, our collective choice. Yeah. Um, and now it's time to honor that collective choice, which has already created a positive ascension future, a positive ascension timeline. Um, so I don't see that we'd actually need to do anything anymore. Yeah. It's more like we just need to uh, prepare our bodies to catch this wave, to you know, set our intention, our dreams, our vision, our, future, our focus into what it is that we uh, wish to create for this next evolution for Gaia. We, we are co-creators with her. Mm -hmm. Gone is the time that we are victims, that someone else, like the deep state, is trying to, or is has the power to control us. Now we are beyond that now. And the sooner we wake up to that, you know, the easier it will become, the more choices we have, the more we can support the collective, and the more we can be part of Gaia's awakening. So this has all been part of my, you know, my own engagement with the story. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah. can we can we embrace the empowerment that we hold already in yeah. what we allow into our field and into our thoughts and into our energy? I mean, we start with that and and that will allow us to lean into the timelines that we intend as a collective mm -hmm. and um, begin to utilize our creator functions because yeah. we're, we're starting to lean into those days. And the more we can continue patterns of intention <clears throat> for what collectively we want to have in our future, perhaps we 
can shift whatever the timelines are in ways beyond what may be in that story or something else. It's maybe we're co-creating a new reality beyond whatever people yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, that that would be the next question. Like what what's your vision for the future? What do you want to create? Yeah, it's limitless, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely limitless. I feel like we've um we've 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 dropped the the blueprint of our lifetimes like the 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 limits that we put in on ourselves when we came into this particular incarnation like that blueprint is is no longer there like we we can drop all that story of of everything over this lifetime and it it, it it's done right like it, it's already there like so to me i feel like incredible limitless like all the way like this is, you know, there's no messing around this time. <laughs> like I'm in all the way, you know, I mean, I see, you know, living very long periods of time for myself. I, yeah. I, I sense no, no aging, you know, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been guided uh, recently, um, you know, particularly in the past few months uh, of like you were saying here, focusing you know, on the body, you know, allowing the body to be that clear vessel so you can catch that wave. Right, uh, right. and catch everything that's coming in and really just flow more with grace and ease, the ease, the, the, the clearer your vessel is. So I've been, you know, detoxing, um, all kinds of things, you know, limiting food intake, you know, in really allowing that for more energy to flow through the body than, 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 you know, mm-hmm. inducing all these other, or bringing in other, ingesting all these other consciousnesses, um, to allow for that, that, um, that ride to happen, <laughs> that magic yeah. carpet ride, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more in awe of this journey right now. <laughs> well, and I think we're so we're true. we're having the ability to realize <clears throat> the broadening of what we thought was possible. And so in leaning into the world we want, the the world we're intending, I think sometimes we start dreaming into what's possible and then realize partway into that, you know, maybe more is possible than I thought. Mm. Maybe the dream I started to have isn't broad enough, isn't big Big enough. enough. Exactly. And Mm. so can we continue to allow our evolving vision of what we want the world to be um to grow as we do yeah 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 this is spontaneous organic um expression you know it's like a couple years ago i realized and it wasn't like this was my intention as a personal self i just realized that this body is here um to live on this planet at this time in this incarnation for at least 120 years mm-hmm. and a couple a few days ago i realized no that's not true yeah uh, why limit it you know it's not me planning to but I, there's a realization from them from the cells yeah. that this is just the beginning you know exactly two three four five hundred years this is yeah. the genetic capacity the capability the potential that we've had, which has been veiled by all the density of our thought forms and the world around us. And when this cosmic event takes place, it'll just burn out that draw mm-hmm. or that dross. 
and um, and then it's like whatever is potential can be expressed. And there's a, the wisdom in the cells, there's a divine potential that we're just beginning to understand, and that's going to be opened up. So you know, why stop at that? Yeah. You know, the, if we, if time isn't linear, right. then what's to stop us from physically moving around in space and time? in a moment, instantaneously, just like our thoughts can travel instantaneously, yeah. our consciousness exactly. can travel instantaneously. So our bodies too follow that because there's an alignment between the bodies, between physical, etheric, mental, emotional, and soul bodies. And when that alignment is strong, all the limits that we have projected onto ourselves um, as the Newtonian worldview, vanish. We are in quantum reality, which basically is not just a subatomic reality, but it's a macrocosmic reality as well. Yeah. And we, we actually begin to understand that and direct that. Yeah. And experience it in lucid dreams. I mean, yeah. all these things that we're talking about, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, when you're, yeah. when you're in lucid dreaming, you actually get to experience the teleportation, the, you know, well, first, one of the first stages in lucid dreaming is you fly, right? And you're flying mm -hmm. around like, and, and then once you get bored of that, <laughs> you realize, well, why am I trying to fly? Why am I trying to thrust a physical body through time and space? What a waste of energy when I can just snap my fingers and be there. And then, and then you stop <laughs> flying, right? It's like, then you, mm -hmm. then you, you, you start, you know, erasing your own limitations. And, and yeah. that's what's exactly what we're doing here. Yeah. 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 Right, right. Well, Flying still implies getting somewhere. Yes, exactly. And it still implies time. Right. And now we're going beyond time, beyond space. Yeah. I mean, it's not going beyond time and space. We are beyond time and space. We're just recognizing it and yeah. anchoring it. Yeah. And there's stages to it, you know, because when I would, went for years and years, I would fly in lucid dreams. And then I met these other humans who are traveling as light. And it was, it was, you know, two, two people I didn't know. And I, I thought, I saw them travel. I was like, wow, I got to learn how to do that. Like, mm. that is awesome. And I tried to catch up with him, <laughs> but they were gone. And this was a, a completely conscious, lucid dream. Uh, and then quickly, once I started to do that, I was like, okay, done. And it was like, boom, boom. Now I don't even have to do that. Um, so I think it's going to happen super fast. I mean, so fast mm. the, the, it's, it's just going to tumble like a snowball when we start you know, really letting go. Um, like you said, am I going to live 120 years? Absolutely. You know, why, why stop there? Right. So yeah, completely limitless. Right, right. And can we trust the body, yeah. the, mm -hmm. the physical form to be able to do what it needs to do in its brilliance in its infinite mm -hmm. design mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. you know, we, we keep um, sometimes feeling uh, a nudge to try you know, to do certain things to make the body you know, a certain way so it can evolve in a certain way. And I think that's a place of inquiry for all of us, you know, is, is there an element of, of trying in there that we're, that we're feeling a, a pressure to do for some end, or is there just an allowing a grace, yeah, a big release into yeah. allowing the system to tell us what it needs? you yeah. know, allowing the body to do its own individual brilliant evolution. 
um, because we're surrounded, even even as star seeds, we're surrounded by other star seeds who are having different journeys, right? And even though we're all connected as one, the perception in moving through each day may be that there are others who are doing certain things. You know, we see stories or we talk to people and um, just a, a place of inquiry to to look at, are we allowing the own individual evolution to play its role in the way it needs to to for the collective and for our own journey? Or um, do we feel any kind of pull to do something more than is in the present moment? Yeah. I think that's, that's the key because we have so many unconscious perceptions of the body. And much of it is, you know, comes from our religions, yeah. that the body is inferior, matter is inferior, you know, spirit, uh, even in the Hindu tradition, it's like, it's illusion, the body is illusion, this world is illusion. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the Judeo-Christian traditions, it's like, you know, man is, you know, here to sweat, to whatever it's, you know, create um, whatever it is, the, using the sweat of his brow, it's like, you know, evil, sin, all these things are associated with the body. That's Flash. incarnating on this earth. Yeah. Failure, loss. Some, you know, the even the idea of humility. You know, we are little worms in the dust. And so acknowledge the fact that you're this tiny little, you know, piece of nothing. And the truth is that spirit is equally present within the body as anything else, because the body is spirit. You know, and then subatomic quantum reality reveals the truth of that. It's like, you know, you go deeper and deeper and deeper into matter, and what's there? It's just waves of energy mm -hmm. and light. light. Mm -hmm. You go yeah. deeper and deeper into that, what's there? It's just simply consciousness. Yeah. You go deeper and deeper into that, you enter one stream of consciousness that moves through all things, which is who we are. Yeah. You know, so macrocosm, microcosm are not separate and apart. It's like I am all of it, yes. and I'm expressing all of that here in this body, in this beautiful, amazing, living uh, quantum reality that is an entire universe in itself. So, wow, you know, if I really understood that and really trusted that and really lived from that space, this is what the masters were, were about. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. why they are masters. And that's why we are now being called to enter into mastery. Yes. Yeah. It's the highest, the, our human body is the highest expression of our consciousness at this moment. Yeah. Regardless, like what we were saying before about the time, you know, there's, there really is no time, regardless of what, like this right now is the highest expression right. available to us at this time. So really, you know, listening to the body, you know, really listening to the body and um mm -hmm. you know like you like you were saying we're we've been so programmed to um i mean how many times have we heard oh well i'm only human <laughs> yeah you know and, and it, it couldn't be more like it more farther from the opposite the the, the power yeah the broadening Incredible. of the possibilities you know yeah. all all of the deprogramming of those beliefs mm -hmm. to realize the the broadness that exists i think that's really our our frontier our new frontier. And then look at all the social conditioning around the body. Yeah. You know, we're constantly comparing our bodies, picking it apart, 
telling our bodies, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not good mm -hmm. enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not, you know, smart enough, I don't compare, I need to be this, I need to do this to look better. And you look, you're seeing yourself through the eyes of other people who are glaring at you and making you into less than who you are so they can feel more. Mm -hmm. And there's all this drama and games and, yeah, you know, the, it's like a never-ending story of putting ourselves down and mm -hmm. especially identifying with the body so we're putting the body down. And that needs yeah. to change. We need to learn what it means to love this body because it's an expression of the universe, because it's an expression of who I am, infinitely conscious and aware and present. You know, all those qualities that we have relegated to the divine, omnipresence, omniscient, omnipotent, you know, they belong to us in this body as well. And we've created this big gap and that's, I think, the conditioning mm -hmm. that we're now letting go. And it's yeah. huge. It is huge. Because it's, it's just an expression. Our bodies are just mm -hmm. an expression. It's not, it's not who we are whatsoever. It's just, we're just having an experience as this expression. Yeah. And, and it is an expression of is. who we are. Yeah. Because yeah. who we are is not as, you know, as, you know, we have, I, I know in my own life that I'd created the split that who I am is spirit, is consciousness, is divine, is, is infinite. And the body is limited. It's um, um, temporary and so on. But to really understand that this body is an expression of spirit means that the same omniscience, omnipresence, uh, limited, unlimited, um, creative potential, is also present within the body. There's an intelligence within the body because it's not um, limited in the way that our minds are. Mm -hmm. In our minds, matter is limited. But for the body, there's no limits. The body only um, reflects the limits of the mind, which says, you know, I'm only capable of so much, I'm only human, and so on. Um, so I think that's the a new expression, which I, I think our bodies already, our bodies can receive this cosmic light in ways that the minds uh, are not ready for, even, or it ideally would go together. But I think our bodies are going to be surprising us once we decide to go the distance. Um, there's no limits. And even what we call the limitations that we've experienced on this planet with the pollution with the chemtrails and all the excuses we use to pretend that we're not um, fully present mm -hmm. equally in this physical form so yeah. i think i, I think love our that bodies, yeah I, I think our bodies are here to teach us about the love that we hold unconditionally so whatever the yeah. body is through our eyes is to teach us what we need to love. So mm. whatever elements of the body that call out to us, I feel are here to bring a higher level of 
self-love into our field. Mm -hmm. So whatever your body maybe have, have going on with it, whether it's certain moments through the evolutionary journey right now, which bring up all kinds of energies and things that we're clearing, this is coming up in very different ways for people. Sensations and and physical manifestations are coming up in ways the physical form hasn't seen in thousands of years. And so as things are coming up, it may be rashes or areas, we are called into love and compassion for each of these areas every time these things come up. So with each new solar flare or wave of of challenge to the energetic uh, movement in the form, we're being called to a deeper uh, state of love and compassion for whatever the form is expressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And love being the fundamental uh, frequency of this exactly. entire universe. I mean, everything is, that's the foundation. And that's yeah. the world we want to live into. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't it be fabulous to actually create physical communities with people that are, you know, completely dedicated to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's happening. happening. It's happening. Yeah. We're doing it, right? We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's that's yeah, we're that's, doing it virtually. Yes. Right now. Yeah. But I think it's gonna happen more and more with physical locations with people, yeah. you know, all over the world. Yeah. Um, moving out of cities, learning how to um, grow food, to work with technologies, free energy technologies, eventually internal technologies. Uh, because, the, you know, we've learned as humans to become, I was just listening to this story today about this um, tribe in the Amazon. And when the missionaries went there, there were, um, you know, the, these, these people, they were high up in the Andes somewhere. They, none of them wore any clothes. They didn't feel cold. They didn't need to, you know, clothe themselves against the elements because there's no, right. Right. There's no separation. Yeah. And then these missionaries came in and said, no, you, you can't do that. Well, first of all, it's a sin. And second of all, it's cold and you're going to get sick. And that conditioning then entered into the collective consciousness of that mm-hmm. particular tribe. And they all died yeah. in a short time. Um, yeah. yeah. Due to cold or due to disease or due to whatever the mind decided is real. Yeah, that reminds me of this uh, uh, research um, article I read some many years ago that there's there's this, some sort of cricket out there, this little small cricket that can jump like mm. a thousand times its size, like you know, really small cricket mm. can jump like four feet. But if you mm. put it in a, a terrarium with a lid on it and it stays in there just for a few hours and it tries to jump one time, then from then on, it will never jump four oh, feet again. Interesting just one time and it's, it stops. It doesn't remember that it can, it can do that. And it's just exactly what's, yeah. What what you're saying. Yeah. Another very similar kind of story. Um, So you have these two fish in this aquarium. Yeah. And they swim, you know, from one side to the other side. Um, And then you put a piece of glass right down the middle and 
you know, one flesh on both sides and they come and bump the nose on the glass um, and they become used to that. And then you take away that piece of glass and those two fish will still come up to the middle and then turn right back. Mm-hmm. It's like they never actually meet each other. They, they can only bump noses yeah. <laughs> because that's what they learn to do with that piece of glass. And it's like, okay, so what's this glass? You know, what's the metaphor? Where in our consciousness have we learned to bump against reality and feel like we're not capable of going the whole way? So yeah. now how can we undo and reverse those conditioning patterns? How can we go mm. rogue and go yeah. past the center of the fish tank and yeah. above the, t- the level of the terrarium? And, yeah. you know, how, how can we um, expand beyond whatever limitations may yeah. have been previously yeah. patterned into us? Yeah. And I think just this conversation. Yeah. Okay, we don't need to plan it because the mind isn't capable of yeah. making that jump. Uh, the intelligence is within the body. The body already knows. So it's just allowing. allowing you know, you, you talked yeah. about the difference between allowing and trying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a huge piece. Mm. And aren't we lucky that we get to have community to do this with, that we get yeah. to yeah. share the journey together of exploring these things that have come up into our fields. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of the community it's not so much about, well, we have to do this together. We have to build this healing, yeah. you know, sanctuary together or whatever. It's just that we are holding a certain um, collective um, state of dreaming that then opens up that, that um, fish The lid, tank. yeah. The yeah. lid. More possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I myself just this past week have been feeling very called and guided to move to Tampa, Florida. Mm. So I don't know if that's going to happen potentially, but um, it feels like people are are definitely, like you said, moving and shifting around and Mm. shuffling around where they're living. Uh, So it'll be uh, interesting to see how how things, because we've been doing the virtual for so long, how it happens when we actually start you know, being in physical community together, I think is yeah. going to be another yeah. a bubble that will expand uh, the possibilities because right. of shared fields, you know, it's like you pick up you, the, the, the shared uh, collective, it gets immersed mm. into the cells and, and, and guides that uh, potential. Exactly. And I think this is, this is very important for people to contemplate, you know, those, those in this community. Yeah who are listening or participating in some way. It's like, how do you decide Mm -hmm. where you want to be, who you want to be with? And, you know, it's it's a a multi-pronged approach. It's like, who decides? You know, is it the personal self or is it being guided by something bigger? Yes. What's the, how do you discover what feels resonant? How do you learn to trust? And then if it feels right, are you ready to jump into it, leaving everything else behind? Yeah. Um, it's about attachment. Yeah. yeah. What are attachment, the attachments and how can we fear? 
letting go of the fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just feeling how it feels in the body. Like when you, when you, when you get that calling to do something, how does it feel in the body versus staying in your comfort zone of where you are and being safe. And one of the things I like to do, which is fun, um, is if you think of, um, the version of you who does, you know, this one choice over here mm-hmm. of say moving over here. And then you think of your, the version of you of not doing that or say moving to this other location, which if you, if you don't do the one, which one would you be the most jealous of mm-hmm. if you don't mm-hmm. do like, which one would you, would you would regret the most? Like, and it, it's easy to reverse it that way rather than saying, well, which one excites you more? Well, which one would you feel like, Ooh, I really, w- I wish I had the, the, the courage to have done that. Cause that would have been mm. amazing. And looking at it, you know, flipping it around sometimes is easier like to, um, mm. to trick your mind into allowing you to uh, feel what's right for you. Yeah. 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 Where would I be if I hadn't made that choice? Yeah. Well, and, and what about just the felt sense in the body? Like what does mm-hmm. the body feel Mm. Um, when, when you hold the different possibilities, what does the body feel more energy around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. it can um, sometimes be an inquiry into listening. What does it mean yeah. to listen to resonance? What does resonance feel like? What does it um, <clears throat> do in the body when something is resonant with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. And that can be challenging for some, um, mm-hmm. because a lot, there's a lot of numbness in the body, and a lot of noise and distraction mm-hmm. around. So yeah. how can we truly go in and listen to what yeah. the body's mm-hmm. saying about these different possibilities and really just allow, yeah. like we were talking about and not try yeah. to make a decision come maybe the sitting in the unknown of a decision is valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is that we've become so used to being subhuman. Mm-hmm. that we don't recognize that there's some something bigger, something more that's available to us. You know, uh, we have so, it's like, um, well, the, the golden cage. Mm-hmm. You know, we've become used to this golden cage. Mm-hmm. And because our idea of security and safety is the cage. And so that feels safe because of what we've told ourselves we need. And we don't even realize that um, we've lost our wings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, rent control in California. <laughs> they call right? them, what do they call them? Um, there, there's a phrase, I can't recall what it is right now, but basically it's essentially what you're saying because there's such heavy rent control in California that you, you, you stay in an apartment long enough, you end up paying really low rent. And then people will stay in their apartment for like 10 years because they don't want to move because if they move, they have to pay really high rent. So they're, they're uh, locked into this golden, <laughs> golden uh, apartment of low rent. But, mm, you know, it's mm. like, it's like the golden shackles of, but it's kind of a big phrase i hear often around california that that they don't move because of that so they they end up staying there because of the the rent control Mm. same same kind of thing 
So can we yeah. truly honor what's moving yeah. through in the body and really listen to the call to do yeah. whatever it is, whether it's just to sit in the unknown or whether to go? Yeah. Yeah. Can we release attachments? Can we trust? Yeah. And yeah. 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 Trust that you're going to be supported. A, yeah. Go ahead. It's Karen. a paradox because on the one hand, we're talking about allowing and trust wherever you are is perfect. And on the other hand, you're talking mm -hmm. about going, doing, becoming, mm -hmm. you know, following this impulse, this dream, this, you know, beam of light that carries you on. So we're talking about two different um, ways of yeah. being and balancing them. Mm -hmm. so, so to recognize that learning to be still or learning to surrender does not mean becoming passive mm -hmm. uh, because we tend to equate those two things that there's a there's a divine force that's moving even though it appears to be still sometimes it's like the metaphor that i've talked about with a couple of people is lightning standing still and it's like wow there's so much power there but there's also, yeah. it comes through the stillness. Yeah. And the stillness opens up the doors to multidimensional knowledge. Yeah. And yeah. then that entire ocean can come through this vehicle and create in ways that the personal self um, is entirely unaware. Yeah, it's a balance between the energy of movement and stillness. Yeah. And is there movement in the stillness? Can mm -hmm. the stillness allow movement of the consciousness mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. energies in ways that may even be bigger actions in a way than some kind of physical transportation yeah. of something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're all inclusive. It's all one. It's all happening yeah. in the stillness. Mm. Well, and, and that's there, there's just, there's this, this both right there's yeah. what's called for in the moment can we be able to do all those things that you were saying kiara the yeah. the mm. action in the moment it feels resonant and the stillness in the moment that it feels resonant mm. and knowing yes, that no. none of it's permanent so no. you know there's no letting go of the fear of, of the movement knowing that nothing is permanent if you make a wrong decision you change it you can go back there's no you know letting go of that um permanency um can can make it uh more uh allow you to go through it with more grace and ease and you can feel you know you like you were saying shana you can feel the difference when something feels right you feel mm -hmm. it in the body it's a felt sense and then sometimes when you make you just decide and your um in your um virtual body making a choice and how does it feel like you're saying Avelina how does that feel and then choosing something else in your virtual body seeing how that feels um, what I'm recognizing is that it's a huge responsibility to be awake mm -hmm. And that's why so many of us decide not to wake up. 
because it requires us to trust ourselves trust that you know sometimes you can be going in in a stream where nobody else is able to follow or everyone thinks you're weird and strange mm-hmm. and um, like a black sheep um, yeah. and are we are we willing to allow that um, do we trust ourselves and the the inner um, resonance strongly enough that it doesn't matter and mm-hmm. only then can we then allow this freedom to come through and the ocean to move who we are mm-hmm. and that you know that takes time it's not it's not overnight it's uh, it's a process yeah yeah this. you can't force it you have to mm-hmm. let that that divine, the oversoul come in and just start to become the, you know, be in the driver's seat, really. Mm, yeah. 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 And that's really what humility is about, not what people think it is. No. Yeah. You know, you make yourself small. This is about making yourself big and realizing that everyone is the same exactly. because the universe is huge and magnificent and connected and it's who we are. Mm-hmm each and every one of us yeah equality in our expansive yeah. uh, divinity and just realizing that it's just a matter of different states of perception mm-hmm. mm. yeah and we're here to experience it all <laughs> yeah. and love one another as one yeah. as we do it yeah 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 well, it's what so a lovely. gift well, it comes what right gift. down to yeah. basic golden rules isn't it yeah. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor, and yeah. it's all the same. Right. <laughs> well, so it's perfect. so lovely to be here um, in, in that love frequency with you all. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And thank our, our, our vessels yes. for honoring them and allowing us to have these this experience in a physical form. I mean, how unique, how profound. What a miracle. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So much love, everybody. Yeah. Oh. Much love. Yeah. So much fun so, to to honor yeah. all of you in your physical bodies and get to experience this together. Experience this energy of this call. It's so so uh, palpable. Yes. So until next. Yes. Yes. Until next time.